When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to a Cinematic Universe minisode. I'm your host, Joe Cunningham, and joining me to bridge the gap between our Aquaman and, I can reveal, Snowpiercer episodes are... Sir Patrick. And James Hunt. So if you're Patreon subscribers, you would have known Snowpiercer already, um, but we only figured it out after we recorded, so we didn't put the tag on the end of the last episode. <laughs> That's a little sneak peek behind the curtain there. Yeah. <laughs> of our but slick operation. Also... If you're in if you're in the UK, you will know that Snowpiercer recently got added to Netflix, which may, which I think is the first time it's been legally available to watch in the UK, right? It is. Yeah. So, yeah. so I mean, and, and I've been very good. Have not tried to seek out Snowpiercer. For no, because it's actually it's more difficult to pirate things now than it is to just sort of wait. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's too much stuff available legally to go out there and illegally access stuff. <laughs> it finally won the war. <laughs> so yeah, um, if you want to catch up, it's on Netflix in the UK, and if you're in another country, you've probably had it available for years. So fuck you. Um, <laughs> so let's keep um, one side early. Good, good strategy. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, should we dive into the comic book, movie, and TV news from the past couple of weeks? Why not? Let's start off with, well, I mean, most of this is Marvel, uh, certainly on the movie side of things anyway. DC keeping things quiet at the moment because I think they probably find it hard to get through all the endgame noise. Um, <laughs> guys, should we agree? No more talking about directors or screenwriters or people involved with <laughs> endgame or far from home for that matter, talking about what happened in endgame because none of them agree. <laughs> I was going to say, not, yeah. not only do they not agree with each other, they don't seem to agree with themselves anymore. <laughs> it's just... I mean, yeah. you can sort of understand, right, if they're doing the promo circuit and they get asked questions, they just say some answers and then people spin it into a headline of, like, here is their definitive answer. And it's it's yeah. sort of like, you just want them to say, it's all in the movie, just watch the movie. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 just, I, I'm, I, call, I remember reading about Alan Bennett, because when I, when Talking Heads by Alan Bennett got added to the GCSE syllabus, and I did it at GCSE and absolutely loved it, um, but Alan Bennett, I think, once too, said... Actually, oh, yeah, it's good, isn't it? It's really good. Yeah, so, so, the second so, that, so that survived about a decade in these yeah, syllabus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and he said that he wanted... Uh, um, like he he was annoyed because he started to get letters from from school kids asking him about it and asking him for his take on things and he said he wanted to be treated as if he was dead and wasn't able to answer any questions about it so he very much subscribed to death of the author um, and I think I I, I would like um, the Russos and to a lesser extent uh, Marcus and McFeely to also subscribe to <laughs> to be like Anna Bennett is that what you're saying you want them to be like yes, Anna I mean, Bennett I, I would absolutely love to see an MCU film written by Alan Bennett and I think someone should commission <laughs> that immediately <laughs> um, and well let's throw another person out there that does this David Lynch just steadfastly refuses to talk about his projects after they're out there in, in the world he's like just interpret them as you want David yeah. Lynch M MCU movie that'd be fun <laughs> <laughs> it would be something, certainly. 
Alan oh, Bennett I'd love to, to see. David I'd love Lynch to see to like um, I'd love to see David Lynch unite all of his characters for an Avengers movie, <laughs> <laughs> like the, the fucking baby from a razor head. <laughs> um okay so yeah we're not we're not going to talk about all of the just stop talking everyone it's very difficult for them i suppose because they couldn't do a traditional press tour before mm. the movie was released because no one had seen any of it so they're now going out and doing what would have been the press tour post release of the movie and they can get asked about anything and that must be really, really difficult. And I imagine that when you've been like kind of piecing together this enormous jigsaw of a movie for so long, at certain points, maybe it was this way and maybe it was that way. But ultimately, what's left is on the screen. And mm. I kind of feel like it's the problem with kind of the discourse of these types of movies on the internet. If someone says something and then that is canon, that's true forever. Um, you know exactly the kind of way that the Zack Snyder fans hang on every, on his every word about what those movies actually were and what they were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but they're not, though, are they? It's what's mm. it's what's left for us to watch. And it, and it's fine to I I think I think it's perfectly fine to base whatever headcanon you may or may not have on things that have been said. So, for example, you know, as far as the Snyder fans are concerned there is this version of Justice League there is a Justice League part two this is all the stuff that was going to happen in it so as far as they're concerned that's that's what happened and that's the meaning of that and I think it's it's the same for this as well if if the Russos say something that informs what you kind of want to believe about the film and because everybody has their own headcanon and their own belief about everything you, you can't help but do that you, you can never limit it to what's on the screen i think that's absolutely fine what you can't do is tell other people what their headcanon should be based on what even the directors have said about it because it does you know saying something after the fact does not make it any more canonical than you know, not putting it in the film in the first place. It, it has to be in the text to be something that is an inalienable truth. And in the case of Endgame, there's stuff that's in the text that even then we can argue over because it's not clear. Hmm. The, I mean, that's the, more fun. the thing is, that's, right? That's more fun. <laughs> the thing is, like, all movies are collaborative to the point where there's no, there's not really any such thing as a movie author, right? Hmm. So if they start saying, like, oh, you know, this was the intention, it's like, well there were producers and screenwriters and, and you mm. know, a co-director in this case that you had to get it past. Yeah, this know, is why I, th- I think that the Russo... Your, your opinion of it have... didn't necessarily... wasn't ever necessarily going to make it to screen anyway. And that's true of the Russo's and Zack Snyder. Like, mm. sure, they had this plan, but plans do not survive contact with reality, like, especially in the case of multi-billion dollar movies. <laughs> yeah. And they're... Uh, yeah, I, th- I think I think in particular because it's not a as directors because that's the way the hierarchy seems to work on film. They seem to have assumed ultimate authority on this, and and I just don't think that that's the case. I mean, the Marvel films are uh, not not to say unique, but certainly distinctive in that there probably is somebody who, from a controlling the overall story point of view, mm, could yeah. try to claim that authority, which is Kevin Feige. 
Yeah, the Living Tribunal well, himself, Kevin Feige. <laughs> Feige can snap any one of these um, alternate timelines out of existence whenever he wants. And that's, I mean, but even like, even Kevin Feige, I don't really care what he has to say right now, mm. because this is an ongoing movie franchise that will either completely ignore or address any and all of those questions as the movies progress. And honestly, what they're saying right now after a, after a movie's coming out, I'd rather wait for either what is convenient or what is more compelling from a storytelling point of view whenever they get to answering those questions. So if right, if so that's, so that's seven or eight minutes lines, on that's seven or eight minutes on what we yeah. were not going to talk about. <laughs> well, it does kind of feed straight into this. So <laughs> Spider-Man Far From Home trailer and then a clip that was released online and uh, removed from the internet swiftly afterwards, strangely. Um, I didn't realise it had been removed. What did you guys... Yeah, what did, what did you guys think of the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer, which James confirms what? <laughs> uh, well, I'm confused. What does the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer introduce? What's it introduce? Oh, okay... No, it well does no, it, it does well, it. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> yes, this is that's the correct answer. Multiverses is what James is dancing around. <laughs> <laughs> we all know on this podcast that Joe loves a multiverse. Um, and I'm, I'm um, sad loves um, a multiverse. Yeah, and particularly a spider verse. <laughs> I think that, <laughs> I think that's proven to be true. Um, so the moment in this trailer where. Nick Fury just in a very blasé fashion says, yeah, this is Quentin Beck. He's from another world. He's not from our world. He's from another section of the multiverse. And I was very excited, but excited with a raised eyebrow because this doesn't confirm the multiverse at all, right? Because no. this is Mysterio <laughs> who's talking. Yeah, it anyone could who thinks very this well confirms anything is is being extremely optimistic about what Marvel release and tell us although also i think it's kind of clever that they've done this because the character of mysterio as i'm sure we've talked about this before but ultimate mysterio turned out to be Mm. the 616 marvel universe mysterio who had crossed over into the ultimate universe so there is actually precedent for this character hopping between two similar dimensions so in a way they've chosen a really smart move This character could have feasibly gone to another timeline in the multiverse, picked up certain knowledge, certain tricks, and come back and is now saying, yeah, I'm from the multiverse, when actually he could just be some schmo from this universe the whole time. Yeah, well, if this the thing is, if this is Ultimate Mysterio, then, yeah, that's his thing, that he's a version of Mysterio who crosses between realities. Although, I mean, there's one thing, right, that makes me slightly suspicious, and that's that in that clip that they released... I mean, there's a lot that makes me suspicious, but one thing makes me think it's probably not going to turn out to be the case is that he refers to the Marvel Cinematic Universe as Universe 616. Mm -hmm. And everyone knows 616 is the Marvel Comics Universe. Mm. So you can't have two universes that are Universe 616. So that's proof that he's lying. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's entirely possible. He refers to... Um, the uni- the universe that he's from as Earth eight three three, which I googled, and is apparently home to Spider UK. Huh. <laughs> so, 
I don't know whether we should read anything into that, but surely they would have picked the number for a reason. Uh, if it if it's a hint that Captain Britain's coming to the MCU, then I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, Spider UK is the Captain Britain and Spider Man of that universe. Or is he actually Captain Britain? Yeah, he is, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's Brian Braddock, but he is also Brian Braddock who is Spider Man. I mean, that could fantastic, could introduce the X Men as well because he is Psylocke's sister, uh, brother. As I think we oh, all know. Goodness knows what they're going to be doing with the... Uh, <laughs> this, with the like, just skewing slightly off topic, Kevin Feige did say, like, no X-Men movies in the next five years at least because they've already planned out that far ahead. Yeah, but that's not that's not to say that... That's not to say they won't show up sooner rather than later, but... They couldn't be, they couldn't be bedded in in some way or hinted or... <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a Wolverine in the next, within the next five years. Yeah. Anyway, sure. let's talk. Let's talk Spider Man. So, what what did you aside from the multiverse, which um, I got briefly excited by and then very skeptical about? Uh, <laughs> what what did you like not like about this trailer? I'll let Seb talk about this one. <laughs> um, I liked just you know seeing more of uh, Mysterio, um, and kind of you know see seeing more of the costume properly, seeing more of the fishbowl properly. It is. I just keep finding it remarkable that that like you know we've got Mysterio in a film and he <laughs> looks like Mysterio. Um, I enjoyed actually, but seeing more of Gillen Hall and kind of his performance, I I really uh, I like this idea of them setting up a guy who comes along. Particularly if you look at where the film comes, and obviously we'll come to that other major thing about the trailer, the spoiler that it gives away from Endgame. Peter is looking for a new Tony Stark at this point in his life. He has lost his superhero mentor. So this guy comes along, this slick as hell hero comes along and is like, hey, you can be my buddy. We're going to save the world together. And he's going to turn out to be a dick. Um, <laughs> that's that's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to that. I didn't it's... like a tweet that I saw uh, which said about um, you know the the lesson of the Spider-Man films is not to trust middle-aged men because Jake Gyllenhaal is like forty. <laughs> He's not middle-aged. He's not middle-aged. He's thirty-eight. But yeah, yeah, so yeah, even younger. Um, middle-aged does not mean halfway through the expected average lifespan. It, it is a specific phrase that refers to a specific period in life that is not your late thirties. <laughs> um, I say that as someone in their late thirties who is uh, does not, <laughs> not who is not who's, who's, who is who is not feeling sensitive about that at all. <laughs> no, not in the slightest. Um, yeah, so, so I'll tell you, I I like I liked that vibe of the trailer that Spider Man's looking for uh, looking for another Tony Stark, but also like another another father figure because you've got you've got happy there as well you've got nick fury who i think samuel jackson has described him as being like a mean stepdad in this movie <laughs> um and i mean the the bitch please line in this seemed to be a a bit <laughs> of a bit of a crowd pleaser um and speaks to that uh so yeah i i liked that vibe in this um i wonder whether they'll mention uncle ben <laughs> Probably not. Um, <laughs> I mean, in a way, Tony Stark has become the Uncle Ben, right? Yeah, now. yeah, in he has, right? Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, and, and do you know what? I, 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 looking at Mysterio's costume, does it does it not look with the like the shiny blue stuff on the front? Does it not look like it could potentially be powered by the same kind of weapons? It that... does look a bit Stark techy, doesn't it? Well, no, I was thinking more 
uh, Chitauri techie, as in like what what uh, Vulture and that that crowd were working on in the first movie. Because yeah, we know be- they've kept keep we know they've kept Keaton around, and they introduced Scorpion in the prison, didn't they? Um, it feels like a Sinister Six. It does would a bit, be doesn't in the, it? Yeah. In the future, and you know, as I've said before, I like the idea of Mysterio maybe being tied into that. But ultimately, the guy pulling the strings behind it being Norman Osborn, played by Tobey Maguire. <laughs> Norman Osborn, played by Tobey Maguire, right, would work now. I think it would might the... be a bit too arch for the Marvel, like even for the Marvel universe. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, I just think, like Tobey Maguire, especially after Molly's game and finding out a bit more about what a douche he was at that stage of his career. <laughs> Or maybe just what maybe what a bit of a, a closet dick that Toby Maguire is. I'd love to play see him playing supervillain. Well, I mean, I'd, I mean, I'd like well, to see I the negotiations they're... that lead with uh, Toby. We'd like you to play this character because we think you're secretly a bit of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I think if they're going to introduce Toby Maguire, they should just have Andrew Garfield as well and just do Spider Verse with like the three ages of Spider Man in it. That would be good. <laughs> um. So, what, what did you think of the Tony Stark stuff specifically? Um, it is the right tone, right? I mean, it it reminds me of Iron Man three, and it's going to so directly follow up the events of that film in a sort of point of view way, if not a you know a narrative way. Mm. Like this is the thing we all want to see, right? Is how does how mm. does Tony Stark dying affect people? Can you can you imagine being Sony and being a Marvel coming to you and being like, okay, this movie that you're going to distribute is going to be the one that does an Iron Man three and follows on directly from the film that everybody went to see? They must have been rubbing yeah. their hands with glee. They must have been extremely <laughs> happy for that. Yeah, it's yeah, gonna. It's, I think it's probably going to do an Iron Man three as well and make like a fucking billion dollars or something. Like it's definitely going to do better. Controversial. It's definitely going to do better than than the last Spider Man did, right? I would I would expect so, yeah. A lot better. Um, on Mysterio again, I I kind of like how obviously there were Iron Man f- vibes. the The line in the first trailer was he looks it's like Iron Man meets four, wasn't it? Yeah. And I, I like the with the green stuff shooting out of his hands, and there's like. There's vague kind of shapes forming when he does that as well, which feels Doctor Strangey. Like, there's at one point where you can kind of see, like, an eye in a triangle that comes out of his hand. Mm-hmm. He just... It it just really does feel like... And I, I don't know whether this twist is too obvious or we just think... It, or, or we just think it's obvious because we know that Mysterio's a villain, but... It just feels so so obviously like he. This is a dude who's watched all of the other superheroes and tried to be a bit of all of them, and well, has created this is the thing, right? Has he's, created this persona. He's the Thunderbolts. Like his his thing is the Thunderbolts thing, which is like in the comics, right? The the Thunderbolts were a team of villains who were posing as superheroes after like the Avengers had had all apparently died, and they were basically thinking like. If we pose as superheroes, we'll get access to all their, like, secrets and technology and stuff. All we have to do is make people trust us. And that is so obviously what's going on here, is that Mysterio's gone like, oh, there's a gap in the market for some superheroes. I can Mm. pull that off because, you know, I've got my effects technology or whatever. So, like, it it seems clear to me that's what they're doing. And if they are, great, because that sounds really good fun. Um, Elementals, 
still that there, there looks like a lot of destruction here. That's what I was kind of surprised by. <clears throat> quite quite the the scale of the destruction for a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. But there's that debate in the movie as well, isn't there about d- in the trailer, sorry, about is he still the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man or does does he now have to step up and kind of be something bigger? And in the <laughs> and it, and in the MCU, I wonder if Kevin Feige's asking that same question as well. I mean, do you not think the end of this movie is going to be him going like Actually, I don't have to be the next Iron Man. I have to be the first Spider-Man. But like, he's done that's that the arc, twice, right? hasn't he? Yeah, but you know. Can I um? Can I also just make a point about this thing about the elementals? Um, because we talked about the like not being like Hydro Man when everyone was saying it was Hydro Man, right? Because you just talked about it being the elementals there. Am I am yeah. I right? Yeah. I saw a Lego set in a toy shop, and I remember taking a picture of it because I was so excited about the fact that I was seeing a Lego Mysterio figure (laughs) that I took a picture. And uh, it was that scene that we've seen in the trailers, and the character was labelled as Hydro Man in that Lego set. Uh, That's interesting, because I'm pretty sure I've seen one something labelled Molten Man as well. Because I remember Uh, thinking, like, Mark Raxton? I think I've seen them referred to as both, to be honest with you. Oh, right, so maybe they're taking yeah. those characters and calling them the Elementals. I mean, they might just be taking the names, right? Yeah. It makes me wonder or, what the other Or ones... Lego have done that and they won't be referred to it as the film. <laughs> it might be one of those things where it is just licensing, although it makes me wonder what the other ones will be called. Like, are we going to get, you know, Cyclone or something? Hurricane? No, Whirlwind. <laughs> would it make any sense that, that they were created out of the multiverse? Out of opening up the multiverse, which is kind of the I thought we'd agreed that, that he was lying about the multiverse, John. Well no, I think we have said I think we've said that that's a possibility. <laughs> it's strange because I, I don't think that that scene I don't think that that scene it should necessarily be read as the as the internet has read it as Marvel has confirmed there is a multiverse. But I also think the way that Nick Fury kind of so confidently says it uh, makes me think that maybe there is a multiverse, but Mysterio's not from it. Samuel L. Jackson says, like, oh, he's he's from another world, right? And Spider-Man says, are you telling me there's a multiverse or something? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> the thing is, do you know that's Nick Fury? Do we know? What do you mean? <laughs> well, again, like, Mysterio's thing is, like, effects and, and duping people, right? Oh, it's Talos. Could be anyone. <laughs> it's Ben Mendelsohn. He's back could, for Spider-Man. Could be an actor home. given plastic surgery who considers this his greatest role. Yeah, it's Trevor Slattery. He's back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we'll find out soon enough. I thought it was. I thought it was a pretty good trailer, all in all. Oh, I know one thing. I do need to ask you guys about suits. What were we thinking on the suits? We got uh, the just the kind put of... him in the proper suit. So he's we we start off with the he's still in the Iron Spider, and then he's in this black and red version, and then he's in this black stealth suit. I do want to know how he comes to ditch the Iron Spider suit, because that is cool. How He can't get that through customs. Yeah, presumably. <laughs> um, I do... Because I, I find it weird that he is in... I, I guess you know, we have gone through the whole of Infinity War and Endgame, but you know, I find it weird him being in that costume so early, because it's he's not there yet. and But now he's been through 
such huge events in Infinity War and Endgame, it's like, well, maybe he is there, but that takes this Peter to such a far forward step in, in his life and his career that it does seem weird to go back to... You know, him being, well, I'm not going to say ordinary because ordinary is his original homemade costume, his middling Tony Stark costume. I, I think it will be in some way wrapped up with Tony and Happy. And I think he will be kind of making a decision to dial things back a bit, kind of in a sort of, you know, Tony was going to decide when I was actually ready for this. And I only got it because of unusual circumstances yeah and actually tony's now not here to decide that i'm ready for it so it does feel like there's probably a scene where like happy turns up what after he's done that like you know for that attack or whatever that robbery happy turns up and he's like okay i'm gonna need the suit back Hmm. like it's just you know it it was fine for that mission when the world was in peril but yeah tony stark is dead so we need to keep an eye on all this stuff that means your suit Here's your, here's your like middling one with your fancy web shooters, and that's all. I knew that I'd get good content from asking you about the suits. I mean, I'm just um. I'm angry. <laughs> I'm, I'm actively angry that they've put him in that stupid stealth suit. I thought you liked alternate suits. I like alternate suits. I want to see two things. I want to see the classic red and blue, like actual Spider-Man suit. Raised, raised webbing. webbing. I don't mind ra- non- non-raised webbing, but I want to see the classic <laughs> suit. I don't want to see Spider-Man wearing just black trousers and a black top <laughs> and a balaclava. If you're going to put him in a suit, put a spider on the suit. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought you That's were going to say that you didn't want to see Spider-Man in a black costume. And I was like, yeah, there's no precedent for that and, and nobody <laughs> likes it. Yeah, but no, I, exactly. no I, I agree. I think... Um, I think We've already got one Spider-Man costume that's just him wearing clothes um, in these movies. The, all other should be cool um, Spider-Man costumes. Put him in the Scarlet <laughs> Spider suit, you cowards. Yes. <laughs> well, also put him in the Ben Reilly, um, Mark Bagley designed Spider-Man costume. I mean, Iron Spider is quite close to that anyway. Yeah. Okay, um, let's move away from Spider-Man Far From Home now. Uh, but staying with Marvel... Disney announced their slate for the next six years. I hope you like untitled Marvel films. <laughs> I hope you like untitled movies full stop. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, let, let's go through the highlights. Um, let's start off with the Fox stuff, because obviously Disney now Fox movies are on their schedule. Um, so we're going to do a deep <laughs> oh, dive yeah. into we're going to do a deep dive into all of the Avatar movies now. So, guys, what are you looking forward to more? Avatar 2, 3 or 4? Uh, I think Avatar 3 is going to be the really big one, right? Um, I haven't even seen Avatar 1. Have you not? <laughs> no, and I have zero plans to. Oh, it's quite good. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's fine. It's pretty. <laughs> get like get your hands on a 4K Blu-ray and watch it on a big TV. You'll have a nice time. <laughs> Will I? Yes. It's good. Who's the lead guy in it? <laughs> Sam Worthington. Yeah, good old Sam Worthington. What's he up to these days? <laughs> Riding off the, the success of that Terminator film that he did. <laughs> <sighs> Poor Avatar. Avatar's getting a right kicking at the moment. I don't think it deserves it. Anyway, um, so um, 
or more relevant to us Fox stuff, um, moved back on the release schedule again is I New laughed, Mutants. I laughed so hard when I saw this. <laughs> <laughs> New Mutants has been released April 2020. Now, Do you know what I'm really looking forward to is when somebody identifies every single previous film that all the bits of footage from the New Mutants trailer are actually taken from um, and we get to finally prove that it doesn't actually exist and that the trailer was just a forgery. <laughs> I just can't believe that like this is their this is Disney's proper release schedule. They could have just killed it. It's a movie that is that has penciled in large scale reshoots but never reshot them. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they have a, they have a, you know, that Dark Phoenix is pegging itself in its own marketing as the end of the X Men universe, and yet there is this movie sat there ostensibly in the can that Disney could either just kill at no cost to themselves, in fact, but saving money by not having to do a marketing campaign, or they <laughs> yeah, could throw it. It might make money. Yeah, or they could throw it on Disney Plus. But mm-hmm. they've decided to push it back yet again. They could, or, or they could have just released it when it was going to be released. Can you imagine? But the, pushed it back yet again. Can you imagine the promotional trail for this movie where they're going to be like, "So what was it like making New Mutants?" And they'll be like, ah, "I mean, <laughs> it was it's been so, so long ago. <laughs> I don't, I don't really remember." I just, I'm, I was just so surprised by this because I just couldn't figure out why Disney would want to drag out the tale of the Fox X Men universe, like. Just let it die. It's done. I'm I'm not convinced it's going to come out even. I think they probably will end up dumping it on streaming because at some point someone's going to look at it. In fact, what's going to happen is they're going to look at Dark Phoenix, which is going to probably, probably tank. And they'll just go, mm. why are we going to bother with an X-Men film that hasn't even got the X-Men brand on it? But Let's that's, just but, get rid of it. But that's, why, that's another reason why it's surprising. Six months ago, if... Fox had have said, right, we're now it's now going to be released on Netflix instead. We've sold the rights to it to Netflix. It's dropping on there. That would have felt like dumping it, on, dumping it on streaming. But if Disney announced that that was going to be one of the launch films on Disney Plus, that wouldn't feel like dumping it. That would feel like giving it a home. <laughs> no, yeah, a, you're, you're right. Actually, <laughs> yeah, it would it would feel like that's quite why a big deal alongside their you know new live action Lady in the Tramp movie. That's why they're not putting on streaming because they don't want it to be like, hey, first original Disney Plus movie on streaming. It's new <laughs> it's new mutants. <laughs> I I'm still I still kind of want to see that movie quite a bit though. Like I liked the trailer. I liked I like the filmmaker. I like what I like everything that they were saying around it. Yeah, um, but Joe, it doesn't exist. <laughs> that I'm I'm genuinely I'm sort of surprised actually. If just imagine what it would mean if their strategy for burying the film is to release it in cinemas <laughs> instead of onto <laughs> streaming. Like that that is such a change in perception. Brilliant. Um, anyway, there was another movie that was on the Fox slate. Uh, a moment of silence. has not shown up on the Disney slate. <sighs> Pour one out for Gambit, you guys. Yeah. I still believe... Look, we've been saying all along on this podcast that this movie is eventually going to happen. Uh, you know, <laughs> I think if you go back on all our previous episodes, we've been so clear on that. Um, and I, and you know, I, I don't want to give up that hope now. As far as I'm concerned, this film still exists. It's going to be made. Channing Tatum will not let it go. 
Yeah, exactly. If he has to film, shoot, and edit it on his phone, it will happen. <laughs> Can I ask you a question, right? Do you think that Kevin Feige has had Channing Tatum in his office saying, <laughs> Channing? Do I, do I, do I think? <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. He said, um, he said, Channing, you were signed up to do this Gambit movie for so long. I know you wanted to do it. I know that it was like this passion project for you. Realistically, the way this is going to roll out, we're not going to introduce the X-Men in our universe through a Gambit movie. So, <laughs> here are all these other characters. Who would you like to play? <laughs> that would make sense, right? Someone's got to take Channing Tatum and put him in a superhero movie at some point. It needs to happen. It's it's weird that it hasn't happened already. It is. I thought of, I don't believe that Channing Tatum was ever as enthusiastic about Gambit as Lauren Shula Donner was. And I think he, he stayed... was just saying he was enthusiastic because he was already signed up for it. But he stayed attached for so long. And don't don't forget that like this movie did come very close to filming once. It was like <laughs> it... six weeks away, yeah. Yeah, it was like six weeks away from filming and Before then it lost, lost its director. Yeah. Um, I, there was something very interesting. I was listening to um, Steven Soderbergh give an interview on a podcast um, and he talked about being given a call to go in and direct a movie that um, he was like, I'd love to do this at one point in my career. Just someone someone calls me up and says, Stephen, uh, this big movie's happening. You've got six weeks. Can you come in and just, you know, just film it, be a gun for hire, just get this movie through production. And he's like, I could absolutely love to do it at some point, but it didn't happen. And when he said it, I thought, Steven Soderbergh's works with Channing Tatum. Steven Soderbergh <laughs> directing a, cha- a Gambit movie would make sense. That would not, and I was trying to think about what kind of like last minute directorial changes it could have been. And do you know what? A Steven Soderbergh Gambit movie, if they, oh, that would have been. That would have been, been quite more interesting than almost anyone else doing a Gambit movie. The only other one that I thought they could have been was potentially if he was talking about dating a bit further back, it could have been um, Ant-Man before they got uh, Peyton Reed in, which similarly, you'd imagine Steven Soderbergh would be on the list of directors you'd reach out to to direct your house movie. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Um, but yeah, that got me excited. Anyway, so Gambit's not on the release schedule, um, but we're not giving up the ghost. We are no, saying... We never will. We, we will never, ever give up on the possibility of Gambit. <laughs> so if we're saying X-Men movie in five years, right? So twenty, let's say 2024. Summer 2024 is the X-Men are introduced through an X-Men movie in the MCU. Should we say 2027 for Gambit? Should we pencil it in for then? Yeah, yeah. Seems likely. July 2027. Yep. With a CGI DH Channing Tatum <laughs> in the lead role. Um, well, we're through the announced Marvel dates um, for the untitled Marvel movies. Um, this doesn't include the Spider Man movies because they are uh, Sony owned, so Far From Home isn't on there. Um, it's distributed by Sony at least. Um, so. For next year, we have Marvel movies in May and November, so just two movies there. Which is presumably the... because Guardians Three got pulled from the from the slate, right? Yes, um, and I would assume that those two are Eternals and Black Widow, given that those are the two movies that, <laughs> that we've are heard about being in production. <laughs> yeah, um, but then twenty twenty one has Marvel releases in February, May, and November. Now I do wonder whether, given that. A Spider-Man movie was released in 2017 and now one in 2019. 
I would expect one in 2021 as well, because that's the pace that Sony are going at, mm-hmm. which I would then assume you've got two movies in 2020 and four in 2021. And if you're stre- if you're stretching out them out between May and November, uh, sorry, between February and November, then you can kind of slot that Spider-Man movie in maybe like July, August. And that Marvel-Sony deal was three movies, right, originally? So there's definitely at least one more coming. I've no idea what that deal is. Also, Amy Pascal's production company has just moved over to Universal, has a first lock deal with Universal. So don't know how that's going to impact things moving forward. But um, let's hope that they work things out, given that it feels like it feels like um, the MCU has made Spider-Man fairly central and pivotal. It would be <laughs> it would be weird if they just kept making those movies with Tom Holland and just couldn't reference the MCU anymore. Yeah. There, oh, was, there, my there was an interesting thing no. I think with this, which is I was having this conversation with somebody recently that um, you know at the time that the deal was struck, um, the ball, you know, all of the I mean, not the ball was in their court. What's the word? You know, kind of Marvel kind of held all the cards really. You know, Sony were off the back of the Amazing Spider-Man franchise failing, and um, the, you know the they, they needed something to kickstart those Spider-Man movies and keep them going. So. You know, Marvel were able to capitalize on that and get a Spider-Man in their universe. Now, it could definitely be argued that that Sony don't need the MCU as much <laughs> as they did, um, because you know, having done their Venom, one, yeah, yeah. Well, the, a combination of Venom and Spider-Verse mm-hmm. have really kind of changed the game on that one. They I, can actually maybe stand. Up. I mean, it only takes them doing another god awful film that completely flops. <laughs> Morbius. Morbius. Um, but you know, at the moment, in t- as far as negotiations go for continuing that deal, I think Sony are in a, a much stronger position this time. I, I honestly hope no one at Sony is looking at Venom and going like, "Do, do we need Marvel? Look at this film. This made tons." <laughs> it's like, yeah, but inexplicably like good yeah, at replicating the, but, that success i know what you're saying james but they're looking at venom and going wow this movie did really well let's do lots more like it yeah. so they could well be thinking that this is this is not ra- this is sony this is not rational thought <laughs> when it comes to making these movies uh yeah so I mean, they, they were the people who wanted to hire jared leto for a comic book movie after suicide squad <laughs> god <laughs> Um, and yeah guys there's also three Marvel movies on the site for 2022 in February, May and July Doctor Um, Strange 2 I think think we've done all of our speculation on this sequels to most of the stuff and then you've got Shang-Chi to fit in there somewhere Shang-Chi, yeah Yeah. Captain Marvel 2, sorry yeah, as Guardians of the Galaxy When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, lots to look forward to. I would expect that Kevin Feige is going to do a big announcement of Phase Four or whatever they choose to call this in the in the next couple of months. There's Comic Con coming. I think there's D twenty three coming. Uh, last time they just did their own press conference, um, and so 
it, it would make sense given that they are saying that one of these movies is arriving next May, uh, which is lots of watch 12 months away. Um, they probably want to start saying what those movies are. Yeah. I mean, it's worth thinking about like, part of me wondered, will, would they announce that much slate again? But if you think about it, Marvel Studios' strategy is essentially like Marvel's entire strategy. Like if Marvel, if Marvel Studios say we're going to be doing, you know, a Shang-Chi movie in three years, publishing has to get their shit together and get behind that because that's the only way they're going to get, you know, interest in their in their product. So it feels a bit like, if nothing else, shareholders need to know what Marvel Slate is, so they might as well pretend that it's a, it's a announcement to the fans, if you see what I mean. Yeah, and I think that the the MCU, the way that they've hooked fans in is like, look forward to the next episode, look forward to to what's coming next. Yes, you've got this, but oh, what's coming after that? And I think it makes sense to kind of lay out this is what you have to look forward to. I mean, it worked over phase three, right? It worked to say, these are the movies you're getting. And even even within that, giving themselves the latitude to change when they needed to. <laughs> Captain um, Marvel. But it, hmm, well, Captain Marvel moving back, Spider-Man being added in, Inhumans being taken off the slate. Um, <laughs> you know, they, 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 they did make changes throughout that. But I think having that overall, having that overall structure made sense. Um, and I think that's the way that the fans want to interact with it. I think the fans want to have it laid out in front of them. They want to see that Marvel has this big arc. And especially after completing this Infinity Saga, as we're now calling it, um, I, I think it would benefit Marvel to go, no, we have thought beyond this. We do still have a long-term plan beyond this. Don't check out now. When do you think we'll see another Avengers film? 2023 or four. <laughs> <laughs> Avengers versus X-Men then? I, God, I, I really hope not. <laughs> no, me too. I um, agree. I, and, I, and I imagine it, it will be called like the new Avengers, right? <laughs> I sort of hope not. It's it's a It's a funny one, isn't it? Because I think... They've put themselves in a place now where um, it, the idea of the Avengers has kind of come to an end. Mm-hmm. Um, but just from a branding point of view... <laughs> it can't. <laughs> they can't not make another... I would be perfectly happy for there to never be another film in this particular series titled Avengers. And the next time we saw a film with Avengers in the title, it was at a far-off point in the future when they've actually fully, you know, gone away, taken a break and rebooted and started everything over again. But that's not going to happen because that that's commercially not a good idea. The Avengers brand means that they have to do another one at some point, but um, they've just got to be so careful about how and when they do it. It's sort of tough, isn't well, it? Because you have to imagine that they're just going to have to pick the biggest stars and just be like, well, these, these are the mm. natural successes because they're the biggest audiences. So it's going to be whatever the next Avengers film looks like, it's probably going to have Captain Marvel, Black Panther and Spider-Man in it. As, like, the principal heroes. And Doctor Strange. And Doctor Strange. Well, Doctor Strange didn't do a billion, though, right? He's way down no, the list. No, but wait until, wait until his next movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> um, well, should we talk about the the next big Marvel brand because it's called the Eternals? Do we have to keep coming pretending that like this is going to be good? <laughs> oh my god, James! They have just cast, or it sounds like they're about to cast Richard Madden off of Game of Thrones and the Bodyguard. I love me some Richard Madden. This keeps it keeps getting better. I preferred it when he hang just on, played on, American football. <laughs> well, firstly, it's it's not the bodyguard, Joe. It's bodyguard. Oh, sorry. And secondly, what what are you basing? I love some Richard Madden on. Uh, I mean, like... I've not watched him in Game of Thrones, but and I enjoyed Bodyguard, but I would not say that the quality of his acting was what kept coming <laughs> back to that week on week. Um, I my uh, uh, any of our listeners who do watch Game of Thrones, uh, this might mean something to them. I have maintained all the way through the show that it would have been much, much better if they'd cast Richard Madden and Kit Harrington in opposite roles, which would have meant being able to kill off Kit Harrington a couple of seasons in and stick with Richard Madden all the way to the end because he was a much better and much more compelling actor. Um, I also think, Seb, that he's a he's a hunk of a man. He's a he's a sexy, attractive man, and I think that he the idea of him in an Eternals movie, I like. I just like it. I didn't watch Bodyguard, so <laughs> I can't speak to that. I just I, I always kind of like had a soft spot for him, and when he does show up in stuff, like I like him in Disney Cinderella, for example. <laughs> uh, looking for looking forward to seeing him in Rocket Man, right? I do think Rocketman looks good. Uh, yeah, actually, um, the the, the so, good the good Dexter Fletcher music biopic uh, <laughs> of the last year or so. <laughs> it's just I I just think it's a really really fascinating cast that sh- that's uh, shaping up for that movie. Kamel, Richard Madden, Angelina Jolie, and then I don't think we talked about this on the podcast. Um, Don Seok Ma, who is a South Korean actor uh, best known for Train to Busan, which uh, is not a movie I've seen, but um, I know that when that kind of hit the internet, anyone who had seen the movie were like, oh, holy shit, that's awesome. Um, I am, I'm still, still so interested in Eternals. (laughs) I can't wait for you guys to love it. I really can't wait. I just, I'm completely like... I completely accept that when the film comes out, it might be great. It will probably be great. They'll they'll maybe do their thing of tying it to Thanos and everyone will suddenly be like super into like, oh, Thanos' backstory, fucking great. <laughs> Until anything happens with that film that makes me interested, my default position is like, there has never been an Eternals comic worth reading and Neil Gaiman wrote an Eternals comic. So... What? It's a movie with I, I think a, that's why a director who has certain acclaim, right? And a cast <laughs> that looks good. That's forget the Eternals comics. It's, it's not relevant. <laughs> no, but I but I think I, I think that's why I have such an issue with the Eternals is it's not for me one of these things where it's just, oh, I don't really know anything about them. Um so you know, um it's a blank slate and I'm keeping an open mind. Um it's that the Eternals actively taught me the concept of disappointment when for the first time <laughs> I picked up a Neil Gaiman comic and went, oh, this is a boring piece of shit. Um, I mean, well, actually, no, that might have happened with 1602. Don't don't let Neil Gaiman do Marvel comics. 1602 was all right. Else. It was okay. Yeah, it was okay. It was but fun. I think that was a bit disappointing. But The Eternals was just, wow, this is a Neil Gaiman comic that I'm going to stop buying before it's finished. Yep. Uh, As opposed to one that he's going to... There's no definite article. (laughs) As opposed to one that he's going to stop writing before it's finished. 
I'm Googling uh, this now because I want to see if the comic did have the the. On the... No, it didn't have the the. On the... It's like the pixies, though. When you're saying it in a sentence, you kind of you can't say it without definite. Yeah, like some pixies. The, the, yeah, the, ba- like... the band are called Pixies, but you say I went to see the Pixies. Don't yeah, it's you? Like, and, and you say I watched the Bodyguard. Come no, on, because the Bodyguard is a Kevin Costner film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you say right. I watched. If you want to say the, that you saw the Kevin Costner one, you say I went to see the the Bodyguard movie. Yes, exactly. James has got it dead on. Um, So uh, tied into this, uh, there has been a lot of discussion this week, again, with all of these interviews that the Russos and Marcus and McFeely and uh, the key grip on Avengers Endgame. Um, There has been a lot of talk about what Kevin Feige said about gay characters in the MCU. And basically, the, the... what what they have said is that a gay character will be introduced in the MCU, which it sounded for a while like that will be a character in the Eternals. But they've also said that a character that we already know in the MCU will be will be revealed to be gay. Um, and uh, we've talked about this to an extent already. I kind of feel this is a little bit like this is a little bit like Marvel patting itself on the back for Captain Marvel and then doing that female Avengers moment in Endgame where you're like, this just doesn't feel quite earned. And I and I think Marvel talking about introducing a gay character and revealing a character to be gay after before they've actually done it mm-hmm. kind of feels... Mm. It, it, it just rubs me up the wrong way. And it reminds me, actually, of... Um, did you guys watch Lost? Yes. At the time? Yeah. So Lost was a show, right, that was, like, pretty straight. Like, lots of, <laughs> lots of, lots of straight characters everywhere. And the showrunners got asked about it, and basically, um, <laughs> someone we're going to talk about soon, Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse went, uh, well, actually, one of the characters in the show is gay, and that will be revealed later on. And there were a couple of nods and hints to it, and basically, like I was like, "Is it? It's it's one of the others, the one that they called friendly, uh, Tom, if anyone if anyone remembers that show. Uh, I think played by MC Gainey. And at the time, I was like, well, they, they wouldn't be like talking it up in that way if it was this <laughs> like second tier character from the others and not one of the main cast members." And no, they're kind of like in an offhand in an offhand scene, like he like talks about a guy that he was dating, a little bit like the Russo, the Joe Russo character at the start of Avengers Endgame, um, and he was promptly killed off like not long after that. Um, <laughs> it reminds me of that, and it and and I what I don't like is that by them talking about it, they're kind of inviting speculation, like, "Ooh, who do you think could be gay?" Yeah. Because this is like... Do you guys feel as uncomfortable about this as I do, basically? Yeah, absolutely. Because basically what they're saying is like, oh, an established character is gay and everyone's going, oh, it's Captain Marvel. It's going to be Captain Marvel. And actually, it's going to be like, Kurt. Well, no, but and everyone's going to be Captain like, Kurt? Kurt from Ant-Man? And they'll be like, yeah, yeah, you know, established character. But it could be like, it could be Captain Marvel. It could be, um, I'm just trying to think of characters. It could be Black Widow. I'm just trying to think characters that we haven't explicitly seen. I oh, know, I guess Black <laughs> Widow is in a relationship with. We what? haven't explicitly seen <laughs> having sex with someone. Could be. Anywhere. No, just, I mean, like that they haven't, they haven't actually a- acknowledged a romantic relationship. A lot of people were saying Valkyrie as well. 
but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't want to sit here speculating about which character have I already seen that might be gay. I'm like, well, so why, why have we not seen their sexuality already? Why yeah. was it not? Why was it not a thing before now? I mean, in, in fairness to Marvel, right? They tend to keep the romantic aspect of stuff far away from the movies like there are tons of characters who you could Mm. say they're probably they could be gay they could be bisexual because like we don't know like we've never seen nebula or rocket or like half these characters have any sort of romantic relationship so there's a lot of room to do that i wonder if that's more true of the guardians of the galaxy than it is any (laughs) character any character who has been a lead in a movie well this is what i was going to say most of them have love interests in their in their first movie the like dozen lead characters have all had romantic heterosexual relationships. And like, it would be a big step for for them to, to do that sort of movie, like to do a superhero movie with a gay lead. And I don't think that's going to happen. And them saying but, uh, like, oh, this, you know, established characters are, are gay in the Marvel universe. Like, it, they're not going to be that level of gay. Well, uh, uh, that's that's kind of what I think. A gay lead where they actually acknowledge that with, and here is your love interest. Yeah. Like, I mean, given how the first movie played out, if they were to start off Doctor Strange 2 with him in the Sanctum with his boyfriend, that would track to me because dude had no chemistry with his supposed <laughs> love interest in the first movie. And also they didn't actually take it anywhere. Yeah. So that they could do that. But... If they did do that, it would just make me kind of go retroactively, why don't you do that in the fucking first movie? Well, the thing is, if they did do that as well, like, you'd sort of want the movie to be about that. Like, that's a small that's a small thing. That's the other thing, isn't it? Yeah. That is the other thing. In the same way that Captain Marvel being the first female superhero to lead a, to lead a MCU movie, the movie was a little bit, at least, about that. Yeah. It was, like the, it was the buried into the of themes of the... it the you know acknowledging that it was a, a step if not necessarily one that was you know on time and so and so instead what i think we're gonna get is here is whether it's captain marvel or some or, or someone else minor here is a character that we met before and we didn't acknowledge their sexuality the first time around because oh, we didn't have time we wanted to focus on other things in that movie. I think right, okay. You, <laughs> more realistically, you, you they had hadn't decided, in... and they've basically gone. Uh, we really need to correct this. Like, let's do a course correction. Who have we got? But and then and then the other side of this, the we are also going to introduce a new gay character. I fully expect that to be a character in the Eternals, and unless it is kind of the lead lead character in that movie who knows who that's going to be um again it's going to i i don't know i feel i feel like i feel like talking it up in advance makes it feel like more of a, pre- a pr exercise than it does mm-hmm. like i i i would love to believe marvel that they're doing this because they think this is the right thing to do and not just because they've seen that diversity and inclusion through black panther and captain marvel has led to dollar you know <laughs> 
I mean, that's why companies do anything, though, right? And if that, say, yeah, that, you know, is, that is what talks. If that makes if that makes diversity happen, I'm all for it. Like, if that's the way to get it done, fair enough. Because you've got some yes. fairly, you know, toxic lobbying groups in American society who are who are mm. doing their best to stop it happening. I still think net that if the if the net product of all of this is more gay characters in their movies, then fantastic. But I, I think the talking it up in advance, the drumming up the anticipation for it, yeah. that's what I don't like. Because that really does make it feel like marketing. All I'm saying is, if you ship Kurt and Dave, you've probably got some, some stuff to smile about coming in the next couple of years. <laughs> it, could, it could be Wong, since you mentioned Doctor Strange. <laughs> Love me some Wong. <laughs> if so... <laughs> I'm available for a supporting role should Scott Derrickson want to call. <laughs> we would not let you get away with that if it was a female character. You don't let me get away with it. You never let me get away with I my know, that. That is after. very true. We cut a lot of your lasciviousness <laughs> out. Lasciviousness? <laughs> What's the word? As I've, as I've said in this podcast many times before, I am... I, equal opportunities when it comes to my lusting after comic book movie that, that much is true and we've got a whole file of cuts to prove it <laughs> okay uh let's move on uh now to oh, i've been looking forward to this bit let's move over to tv where we got another trailer didn't we guys god help us oh yeah we did didn't we go on james I, have I have I not said everything I need to say about Watchmen? <laughs> no, you've I, said I, I, you've said everything blindly without seeing anything from it. No, and I, now here is something from it. Right, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna give James a strong bit of defence here. There is nothing about that trailer that does anything to counter anything that James has said about the <laughs> show. Vindication so far. The thing is, um, uh, okay, here's, here, is my, here is my definitive hard, statement. Hard disagree. Here is my definitive statement, right? Which is that if you're going to take Watchmen and you're going to like remix it and mess around with it and sequelize it and do different things with the characters, why on the fucking hell that is this planet are you calling it Watchmen? Do what Alan Moore did. File off the serial numbers of the characters. Do your own fucking thing. Do what Grant Morrison did with Pax Americana. Yeah. <laughs> and do do a riff on Watchmen like, using there's... the Charlton characters. Do what Kieran Gillen is currently doing with the absolutely brilliant Peter Cannon Thunderbolt series that he's doing for Dynamite. Peter Cannon Thunderbolt is the comics character that uh, was Ozymandias, that Ozymandias was based on, but his rights did not go to DC because his rights weren't owned by Charlton. They were owned by his original creator. So Dynamite Comics have the rights to Peter Cannon, and Kieran Gillen is doing a Peter Cannon series that is a riff on... It's not just a riff on Watchmen, actually. It's a riff on all of comics. And it's it's doing what anyone... It's taking the right lesson from Watchmen, which is look at Watchmen and look at what Watchmen did and then do that yourself. And by that, we don't mean a story with the Watchmen characters in a grim post-apocalyptic <laughs> earth. You know, it's just pre-apocalyptic, I suppose. <laughs> um, there's, there's one thing I will say that I think is mildly interesting about it, potentially as a premise, but which I still think will prove to be a problem, which is it looks like it's taking as part of its premise... Um, the fact that in reality, lots of people have seen Rorschach as cool 
and and as something to aspire to. And it looks like part of the setup of this is that there are people doing that and almost in a kind of V for Vendetta kind <laughs> I was of about, way. I was literally about to say, if you're going <laughs> to yeah. do that, V for Vendetta is the property to do it with. Yeah. Now, my issue with that is that while this show may be passing a negative comment on people who do that, the kind of people who do that will see it in this show and still think that those people are cool. <laughs> yeah, we worried about a Joker movie making the Joker, Joker yeah. sympathetic. You guarantee yeah. you will see dickheads wearing Rorschach masks by the fucking thousand after this has anyone, come out. That's anyone who reads Watchmen. That's, a surprising that's, that's, that's a problem with the original text that's, nah, that's I mean ine- you get the occasional no, it's a Rorschach problem with cosplay. the Zack Snyder movie you, like you get the occasional Rorschach cosplay you don't get people dressing up in V like like they do in V masks like organising into sort of these weird anarchist units thinking that they're bringing down society oh no but also but I mean you do get people on the internet who will have like Rorschach avatars and Rorschach quotes yeah, in their bios yeah. and things like that but I guarantee you that there are far more of those people around since the movie than there <laughs> are I mean I saw people in response to the trailer for this discussing how it was like a sequel to slash adaptation of the movie um, because it, because there's, I, the, there's the line in the trailer that said about um, a new original series and it's like original? Uh, and people were making that comment, but not in relation to the comic. They were making it in relation to the movie. They were just like, "Oh, but it's just picking up on what Zack Snyder did." Um, this so. this definitely looks to me like something riffing on the comic rather than the Zack Snyder movie. Um, I, I, yeah, if if your guy's problem, which I think it feel it feels like it is, is that this is a show that's called Watchmen. I feel like if you'd seen this trailer and it was called something else, you'd have gone, oh, that looks interesting. Okay, well, this... Uh, right, okay, I'm going to counter that. What does this trailer tell us about anything? No, it doesn't. It just looks like a cool trailer from a guy who just made one of the most acclaimed shows on HBO of the past 10 years with The Leftovers with a, simi- with a similar kind of vibe um, and starring Regina King, who's just come off an Oscar win. And visually, I think it looks pretty great. Honestly, some of the cost, some of the costume design looks fantastic. It's got Jeremy Irons in there, Don Johnson. There's like there are there are arresting individual visuals in this that that you could frame off by themselves and go, oh, that looks nice, but not in the Zack Snyder. Oh, I've totally set this up like a comic frame kind of thing. Honestly, like having watched the trailer, I know nothing about anything that's going to happen in it. I didn't know anyone no, in it. Te- I haven't seen the leftovers. It's a teaser trailer, Seb. Yeah, <laughs> uh, James. Yeah, I just it, it might as well have been a trailer for the Tick. For all the interest <laughs> I have in it. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to call this out like the Eternals and say you will eventually enjoy this because I fully expect you, if you ever watch any of it, I would never watch hate, it to hate every second. I already hate um, every second. <laughs> I'm, it's James, never passing my eyes. I love that morbid curiosity led you to watch this trailer. <laughs> no one asked you to watch it. You watched this before I did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what can I say? I was curious. It was exactly what I expected it was going to be. I'm not going to watch the series. Never, 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 never. I actually just want to pick up as well. I, I, I actually don't agree with you about the arresting imagery of it, really. I think I think the the only bit the only image that I thought was quite interesting was the 
there's like what looks like a funeral with cops and they're all wearing like bright yellow mm-hmm. face masks. And I found that interesting just because it was using the, the, the stark yellow watchman colouring. But other than that, not this just looked to me like a hundred other of these kind of shows that exist now um, that, that are on streaming services and HBO and stuff like that. Um, it, nothing about the style... It was, this wasn't like watching a, a trailer for like Legion or something like that where there's instantly a real kind of style and panache to it. It was just, well, yeah, here are some very nicely shot and very moody imagery. There were a lot of bits that made, made it feel like it was Preacher, actually, like bits of like the scenery and stuff. I was, <laughs> there was like, that one bit a... that made it look like it was Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there was that one bit that made it look like it was Riverdale. But that's the thing. It's like, I, It just looked to me like very current American television. Um, it, it didn't yeah, it do looks, anything to distinguish it itself looks, for me. It looked like the leftovers. <laughs> hey, anyway, let's see. Apart from James, <laughs> who won't see, but let's see. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll move on. Uh, there's a little bit more TV news. Um, guys, I don't know whether you're going to know anything about this comic. I feel like you might. Um, but an adaptation of Stumptown has been ordered by ABC. Um, it's going to be starring Toby Smulders next year. <laughs> but it's not so, called Stumptown now, is it right? Is it not? What's it called? I be- no, I think they've just changed its name to Untitled Kobe Smulders Project. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> but it's been ordered. It's it's going to ABC next year. And it's a Greg Rucker comic, right? Yeah, I've read uh, the first volume of Stumptown. Is it good? It's a PI thing. Yeah, I mean... I own the next two volumes, but haven't read them. So that maybe says something. <laughs> but, you know, I always own more comics than I can read. <laughs> a, P- a PI thing ordered to a network tends to suggest what they've got in mind is police procedurally kind of thing. But it's got Kobe Smulders in it. And the Variety piece that I read said it was like one of the one of the buzziest pilots this year. So you never know. One, it feels like at the moment, like once every three or four years, a network drama kind of hits. <laughs> yeah, I kind of think what we're going to end up with is like Lucifer, which is like a super filed down version of the original that is sort of barely recognisable. Kobe Smulders earning that paycheck, basically. Yeah, like the the original Stumptown did win an Eisner, so it's got that going for it. Uh, the lead character, who has the amazing name uh, Dex Parios, uh, is bisexual. So if that comes up, it could be interesting. Genuinely, I don't think any of that's going to make it through. I think we're just going to end up with like a, a sort of bog-standard procedural, which shares some elements and ends up fairly uninspiring. <laughs> Okay, uh, well, let's talk about the other TV bits then. Um, Batwoman was ordered series by the CW, uh, so that that goes into the Flowerverse. Um, the Katie Keene uh, Riverdale spin-off uh, uh, Riverdale Universe show, don't know how that's going to work, um, has also been ordered by the CW, um, and Josie from Riverdale is is making a way over to be a series. It's also... Kate Keen is, is It is set five years after... Is it five years after Riverdale? It's set in the future oh. of Riverdale. Mm. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Which means they could cross over the other characters. 
but five years in the future yeah which is great because it means like <laughs> who knows what they'll do <laughs> they could do anything like archie will turn up and he'll be like head of the army or something i would we just wanted to uh, wind back slightly as well, which is you mentioned about Batwoman going to series, and it did also come that that announcement came with like our first look at footage. There was a very very short teaser. Was it, just, it good, Seb? Because I did not watch it. Oh, it just no. I mean, it literally just shows her on a rooftop. It's like this is what Batwoman looks like <laughs> in her costume in motion. Um, I've she s- looks I've like s- Batwoman. <laughs> I've still not seen Elseworlds. I kind of feel bad, but I've come. I, well, I, I don't know where I feel bad. I've just fallen behind so, so much on. Oh right, so hang on. So has she, al- has she already appeared in? Yeah, she was in. Oh, she okay. was in the Elseworlds. Elseworlds so in other words, this shows us this nothing year. then. I mean, it showed me what Batwoman looks like, <laughs> but it doesn't show anyone who's, who's paying attention to the to the uh, to the Flarrowverse, uh, who is at uh, to nick a phrase uh, from uh, Mark Clapham on Twitter earlier, who is at Flarrowverse zero. If you're actually update up to date with the shows, it's like inbox zero. But <laughs> yeah, so Batwoman ordered, Katie Keen ordered, cancelled. James, this is directly your fault. The Gifted <laughs> has been cancelled after two series. <laughs> I I read they, they oh, actually. Did... I'll watch the X Men show if it has Sentinels in it. That's all I need from an X Men show. Didn't watch did, any of it, did yeah, you, James? Well, the problem didn't was watch like, any of it. The problem. I know I did watch it. I watched like four episodes. The problem was they forgot to put some X-Men in it as well. <laughs> I should have said I want Sentinels and X-Men characters. Uh, next time. Next time they'll listen to you. They were so close. They got half of it right. I mean, I don't watch Legion, so. Hmm. In Legion Series 3 coming in a couple of months, yeah, I think. Yeah, Professor X is going to be in it, apparently. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. Are you going to watch that? Nope. No. <laughs> Sorry, Seb, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, yeah, I'd read in the announcement where they said, you know, if, if James had actually stuck with it, they, they oh. would have renewed it. But, yeah, real shame. <laughs> real, real shame. <laughs> is anyone anyone trying to make TV shows for me is, like, just out of luck because I don't have time to watch TV. <laughs> name, name any TV show in the last 10 years. I've not seen it. <laughs> don't, don't try us. Agent Carter. <laughs> Um, I mean, I saw Hayley Atwell yesterday, so... Uh, you can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, that, that's uh, listeners, that's true. He did see Hayley Atwell. Yes, yeah, I, I saw her um, in a plane and I met her afterwards and it was everything mm. you would imagine. It was like mm. staring into the face of an angel. Mm. <laughs> going to rage quit this podcast <laughs> um <laughs> so that's it for this week's news and that is it for this week's show um so don't forget that the next episode is on snowpiercer um and if you're enjoying the show then please do subscribe on your podcast app of choice um we are struggling since we've moved over to acast where our, uh, our episodes aren't currently being updated on spotify but we're looking into that um hopefully if you do normally listen on spotify and you're listening to this you found another means of listening to the show um but but fingers crossed it will be updated there soon uh but all of the other places said that's right is you can still get us yeah yeah i'm just trying to figure out how someone will have heard that if they if they do listen on on but you're talking to somebody who it's either not relevant to or who can't hear it so yeah uh, but i do take the point yes no we are looking into getting that sorted and everything else should be and remember you the main thing is you can always find the show at cinematicuniverse.com 
uh, that should be the first port of call for making sure you can hear yeah. the episode. Absolutely. Um, what, and you've stolen the next line of my bloody sign-off. You can find <laughs> more episodes of Cinematic Universe at cinematicuniverse.com. Yeah. And you can get in touch via Facebook or on Twitter at cine underscore verse or send us an email to editorial at cinematicuniverse.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.